0: Steve Mathis Production.
1: Hello, Pulp fans. Keep using that M-A-T-T-H-E-S
0: code at btosports.com and be sure to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com for your non-moto purchases. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to deliver your moto fix and we thank you. Of the Steve Mathis show, there is a high chance ability you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking or make you
2: say to yourself,
3: Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is
2: this podcast serves as
1: archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTO Sports.com hosted by Steve Mathis.
3: I know you've just finished listening to a whole bunch of uh, intro crap but I just wanted to uh, put one more thing in there before we get to the show and thank you everybody for listening hey look we all buy stuff from Amazon I buy stuff you buy stuff we all buy stuff from Amazon let's face it so why don't you the next time you're buying something from Amazon go to pulpamex.com, find the Amazon banner there on the bottom right hand side click to that it'll take you to Amazon and then you can place your order for whatever it is either lube a baseball glove, or a car, whatever it is, then that way pulp gets a little piece of that, and uh, we can keep on doing what we're doing. And I appreciate it. And so check it out on the link, and see you guys later. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Bud's Creek Wrap-Up. As always, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, and joining me are uh, the other two Musketeers, uh, David Pingree okay. and Jason Wygant.
1: Who?
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bud's Creek wrap-up, and um, we're here to talk about that. It, it, was, it was awesome the way, when, when Ferry took the lead from RC early on in that first moto. Hey, hey, me, hey, hey,
1: what, hey, What? That was eight years ago. Oh, it was? That was not this year.
3: We're not talking yeah. about that? We're not talking? Nope.
1: 2003? No. no. That was eight years ago. All right. Well. In eternity in racing. Still a good good day.
3: Um, hey, let's uh, okay. Let's get busy here. Uh, Gant, uh, you were there calling the action from speed. Pingree, you've analyzed it from every angle possible. Um, I, I, well, the Pulpomex Crack Staff came up with a fact yesterday. Um, it, since 1997, oh, Hold on, was the Crack Staff? What, like Pookie and Frank, whatever <laughs> yeah, the it's, it down? It's Who's the Crack Staff? It's none of your business who the crack staff is. It just wasn't me. Okay. If it was me, I'd take credit for it. Okay. Uh, no, since 1997, which is as far back as our sport exists for record-wise, uh, mm-hmm. whatever we want to do, don't put the history down on the internet. Like, let's not do that. We don't want to do any of that. But anyways, and I'm not bitter at all. Since 1997, though, in the, in the big bike class, 250 or 450 class, there has never been a rider who went 2-2 and got third overall, like Ryan Dungy did. What? Never. That can't be right. That, that is what the crack staff came up with. They went through every race, every year, on the wow. internet. Their, 2-2 has won like four times. Has won the race. What's the point of this stat? When it's going your way... <laughs> Like Ryan Dungey did in 2010, it's going your way. Like that, like that Fleetwood Mac song. You can go your own you way. Go, that's, you can go your own way. Okay, whatever. Screw you guys. And, uh, <laughs> that's
4: a little different. But...
3: <laughs> so, or when it's not, like Ryan Dungey this year, you go 2-2 and you get third. So, just, I mean, just, it's just
4: not working. 2-2 for third is a kick in the balls a little bit. I give you that for Thank sure. You.
3: I guess it's a long way of saying, it's a kick in the balls. It's a long way of saying that. But it's just a, you know, I want to give props to my crack staff.
4: Um, but I've seen guys go like, you know, 4-9 for 8th or 9th, you know, and then right. yeah. have it
1: go the other way, and a guy will do like, uh, you know, yeah. 5 I've never been six, big on the motos or before third. screwing anybody over. It is it is what it is. It's, it's just pure math. Like, yeah. you know, Dungey was close in both motos to winning one of the motos, and he would have won the overall. You know what I mean? It's not like. Like he didn't have a choice. Well, what we were talking about i never understood that. What we were talking about—what
3: we were talking about—we each was, Ping. Maybe you can clarify this. Probably, and not that it really matters to Ryan, but it's twenty-five grand difference between second and
4: third. Maybe more. Ping. Yeah, I don't know what his bonuses are. It's, it's definitely a lot of money. Those guys get um, their win bonuses are usually stacked pretty heavy. I'm sure that's how Ryan's are, you know, where he may not even get anything for third or very little, you know, but when but first is a is a payday, so
3: All right, well clearly no one is on my train of thought and wants to talk about it. So let's let's talk about um uh Chad Reed. <clears throat> let's talk about Chad Reed again, which you know, we'll we'll keep doing that. I guess he's winning though. Uh not too often a guy gets beat 30 seconds in the first moto, comes back and wins the second moto. How each?
1: Yeah, and with no Major change to speak of. Besides, he just got himself in the right place mentally. You know, they didn't really. It wasn't the bike. It wasn't. No,
3: you didn't crash. You know, I talked.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't crash. Like I, I talked to Chad and to Dave Osterman about it. It wasn't anything. You know, they just he just rode better, um, which is yeah, that is very odd. Yeah. Well, I think it. I think it speaks to one of Chad's biggest strengths, and that is his his mental game.
4: I mean. When he just digs in and decides he wants to do something, that's it, you know. And not a lot
1: of guys have that. So it's definitely
4: impressive. Yeah,
1: no he doubt does, about it. He doesn't get discouraged, man. Like, he's just, to me, it's like this is the, his whole career. Like, he can take a whooping once, and he still believes the next moto, the next race, the next night, yep. that he can win.
3: Yeah. Just does, in that
1: way for 10 years.
3: Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does, doesn't matter. Yep. He, he'll, he'll, he'll fool himself somehow into thinking why he got beat so bad. And I mean, yeah. let's face it, 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 is, it is fooling yourself, but that's fine, it's in, in a good way, and uh, and he comes back and just...
4: And that, that's it. almost Crazy. like a superhuman ability when, when guys like Carmichael are, <laughs> are beating you like moto after moto, you know, year after year, you're like, oh, hell no, next next weekend I got him, you know? <laughs> just, how, do you, gotta, how do you keep believing after I just that?
3: Be I like, just gotta change a few more things. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, absolutely. Um... Uh, funny to uh funny to say but it's true so um Ryan Villapoto's second moto really had some poop problems he uh he said he was uh not feeling good early on had bad cramps trying to force it out in the air over the jumps nothing came out um then he said that uh about midway through he got a tiny little squirt out and it, it, it even that little bit helped him out and he pulled back away from Wyndham but um how much how much does that have to do I mean he
4: Well hold on, hold on. He pooped in his pants?
3: Yeah, he pooped his pants.
4: Wow. Yeah. Ryan Villa Poo Yeah. You
3: ever pooped in your pants, Pink?
4: No, never ever.
2: Huh. Oh, yeah.
4: No. Nope. I've had like uh you know, you get kind of bubbly guts, kinda of farty before a race, and I've had like a little fart go that was maybe just a slight bit of greasy.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Or your cheeks kind of slide a little bit, not like poo.
1: Mm. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, All right. but, uh, the He's way We've got to be pumped. We finally got to get on the poop topic on one of these podcasts, which I know usually, you know, you're able to find a way, especially on some other shows. I'm very, you gotta be pumped. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Super pumped. Yeah. I'm a poop talker. I don't know how to there's tell a,
3: you. Yeah. There's a lot of poop talk. Uh, yeah. Other shows. Um,
4: <laughs> but, uh, well, he, I mean, I'm sorry that we're just gonna let that go. He pooped his pants while he's riding,
1: and we're just we not we're not even gonna make a joke or anything. Yeah. Actually, I'm. No? I thought this was almost not normal, but I thought this is something that everyone's gone through. No, like you have never dealt. I, I thought that it was like. Something that everybody's, like, everybody's dirty little secret. Yeah, like, I know. You know, a, know your pants when yeah, you ride? Like, I know a few riders no. that have
3: done it. I know a few riders In a
1: moto with, it. you know, money and careers and titles on the line, I thought that, like, everybody has a story of that.
3: Yeah, and it's hot. You know, not at our level.
1: It's Not at my level. Yeah,
3: I'm not. I'm <laughs> pulling over.
4: <laughs> you doing an REM race on Saturday, and, yeah, I was 10 minutes in, I pooped my pants. Yeah, I mean, I, don't uh, know.
3: I saw Jody ahead of me. I saw an orange helmet, <laughs> and I just I had to dig deep. So I just, <laughs> I just shit myself. To to, be, to get that plus fifty <laughs> novice win.
1: I mean, we just talked about the difference between second and third in pay. Like that's a twenty five thousand dollar poop.
2: hmm.
1: To let I it guess
4: go, whatever it takes to get your guts right, I guess, you know. No.
1: Well let me
3: let's let's uh, let's virtual bench race this. Um Weege, had he not had poop problems, was he winning that second moto?
1: Man, I don't know. What's more bizarre? Reed stepping up that much between races or Villapota going that far backwards? You know? And I was still tempted to think after the first two rounds of the year, I'm like, man, can just being a little ill or just having the bike be a little off be that big of a difference? But apparently it was. He's a totally different guy at high point. And I mean he's a totally different guy in the first moto to the second moto, so maybe that made all the difference. It just seems strange to me though that you could lose that much time.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it does, but,
1: uh yeah. It makes me wonder if he really, yeah, exactly. Like, if he's been feeling 100%, would he have run away again? I don't know.
3: If you're Dungey, if you're Ryan Dungey, you've got to be super, not super pumped, super frustrated <laughs> right now, right? I mean, it just seems like the guy, and like I said, with the 2-2 thing, he can't, he's just about there. Texas, he's going to win bike breaks. This weekend, he does everything possible, um, you know, after Villapoto stalled, he was right there, less than a second back at one point, and he just can't can't get that win for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I'm not bagging on Dungey. What no, I no, mean no, is, i not bagging. On I don't him, think he'd yeah. be frustrated over the two-two thing as much as the darn it. You know, I was so close to winning both those motos, and I think part of that is that's always been a track that's pretty hard to pass on. And right now, for whatever reason, everybody's super super pumped how Bud's Creek and everyone's talking about how epic it is. And all of a sudden I started hearing best dirt of the series from a bunch of riders, which I'd never heard about Bud's Creek before. Uh But Bud's Creek, I think has always been a track that's kind of hard to pass on. And it's like he got to Poto, he got to Reed, and then it's like, well, now what do you do? You know, on that track it's kind of hard. So I would say for him the frustration was, you know, finishing a second and a half behind or being right there in both motos and not being able to pull off the pass as opposed to the math. The math is what it is. He knows if he had just figured out a way around Villapoto, he would have won the overall. So I think that's probably what's frustrating for him. He's clearly riding as well as the other two guys. He just doesn't have wins.
3: Uh, also, too, second moto, he pulled all his tear-offs off early. They are gone. First
1: moto, uh, I think it happened, too. The entire pack was just hanging on the side of his helmet in, like,
3: No, that was the second moto. That was the second moto.
1: No, it happened in the, the first moto, for sure, there was a whole pack of tear-offs on the side of his helmet. And I know this because I didn't even watch the second moto back yet, but yesterday I watched the first moto. Oh, no second I think moto he went there. through all his tear-offs in the, first, in the second and, you know, accidentally pulled the whole roll in the, or the whole pack in the first.
3: No, he accidentally pulled the whole pack in the second. <sighs> Cat fight. I mean, I'm, I don't know what happened in the first. Now I'm, I'll just go with what you said.
1: Um, the first moto but, on, like, the third lap, he's got tear-offs on the side of his helmet. Okay, like but, a whole pack of tear-offs dangling in the wind.
3: And the second moto. I was right there at the end of the, at the at Reed's truck when Goose was telling Reed that he went through pulled all his tear offs.
1: Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's gotta be the frustrating part. I don't know if it's the two two math, more of the nah, I couldn't get him, I couldn't figure out where to pass, I keep losing my tear offs, well, my bike breaks just, and I'm winning, like all these things. I don't think it's the math so much.
3: Well, I'm just saying the math is symbolic of what's going oh, on. Oh, I see it's symbolic see. the fact that no one has ever done it since nineteen ninety seven. And yet, it happened to him. It's symbolic that his chain falls off. Um, it's symbolic. It's just not his year. It's close to his year, but it's not. And you just—it's just—it's just one of those things. That's all.
1: Hey, Ping, is—is is Bud's Creek? Am I am I speaking on a line here? Is Budge Creek tough to pass on? Is it known for that? I've no, heard it is that tough to It's—it's it, yeah.
4: um, it's like it's real sweeping. You know so there isn't any any tight corners where you can set somebody up and cross under or whatever it's it's everything kind of flows and sweeps and it's super fun to ride, but it can be kind of hard to pass because you get out of the main line and it's really soft or muddy or whatever yeah', uh, yeah it gener- is kind of tough to pass
3: generally it seems like it's wet there a lot or they over water or di- or they disk it really deep, and everything gets pushed to the su- the outer limits of the track are generally unrideable.
4: yeah. Y- yeah, there's like a main line, maybe someone it'll it'll get pushed a little bit and they'll make a new one inside of it, but there's typically one good line around the whole track and that's that's why it gets so hard to pass.
3: Yeah. Um any any reason to to to, to not think that this, this four fifty top I mean, do either one of you guys see either one of these three riders getting uh falling behind a bit? They seem pretty equal, don't they, Ping?
4: Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be just like you're seeing it now. For the rest of the summer, um, if any big swing in points happens uh, I think it's going to be a mechanical you know what I mean or mm-hmm. or a huge crash, which I guess could happen, but yeah. probably not super likely I think it's going to be a yeah close summer which which makes it tough to make up those points where you already pulled out you know I mean Brian didn't make any ground this weekend so
2: right
3: the uh, uh, last night on the Popmac show Wyndham said that he's uh, going to race this weekend, and, and maybe <laughs> through all of them. So uh, K-Dub will be back. He could get in that mix. I don't know how much he's going to do. What's so funny, Leach? Uh,
1: I have heard, I heard. yes, he was saying he's going into Brett Favre mode now.
3: Yeah, yeah, he, he mentioned that last night. Did you listen? Yeah.
1: No, I saw some tweets and, and oh. heard some stuff from Davey. Yeah. Cause he asked Davey, basically, how, how can I still enter this race even a yeah. week in advance? Yeah. Because I'm looking to go into Brett Favre mode here.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that, too, on the show. He didn't want to be like Brett Favre and be like, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. But, I mean, I, he I, last night I, I said, you know, he kept talking about how it's frustrating getting beat and he doesn't feel, he feel like he entered the series. He feels like he entered the series uh, behind the eight ball and he hasn't gotten better and his 4-4 at Bud's was good but, you know, not great. And he wants to get wins. And I'm just like, dude, you're playing with house money. I told him, I said – 4-4 four, four is great. Like, nobody – I didn't really want to say it to him, but, like, nobody expects you to win. Don't be so frustrated, you know, but he wasn't having it. Ping, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I thought if he's keeping it in the top five, he's he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're – how do I say this? Because he's actually younger than I am, but, like, at his age, where he's at in his career, to go out and race with, with Chad and the Ryans is – pretty tall order you
3: know right um but there is there is one man who i think could get in here into the mix at times and maybe break up this 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 freight train of three guys
4: and, dun, dun, and Michael Lessie,
3: yes the 800 who again refuses to roll over uh which is Weej isn't that's not surprising
1: No, no. That's hey, Alessio doesn't even roll over in Supercross when the guys are instantly going a second faster than him in a single turn or a single loop (laughs) section. So here, jumping over his head. head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just a roadblock there, but he still tries to get the start and still tries to race. Here, he's actually pretty darn close in speed. So um, it, like I said, okay. So I said last week that I think he'll get 14 good starts in the last 18 motors of the year. Mm -hmm. Got two. Got two. Yeah. Mixed it up for a while mix it up for a while. I mean, it doesn't take much. You know, a, a crash, first-turn crash by any of those three could be on the podium. Mm-hmm. A little more little more crazy. I mean, you know, it was muddy at high point, and he would have won that mode if he didn't fall. Like, I know he did maybe ride too hard, but it's just an example of weather, crashes, something like that. He's yeah. going to be there.
3: I know one thing. If you're Reed Villapoto, or Dungey, and you see him, you're like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? You're, you're just like <laughs> – You're like, I gotta get this guy, it's not gonna be easy, I'm better than him, but not much, and it's gonna suck, and here I go, and shit, right?
4: That's pretty much the mindset.
3: (laughs) Um, interesting, uh, I know Weege is a big fan of motoscores, it seems like, but, uh, Wyndham 4-4, Alessi 5-5, Metcalf 6-6, um... So pretty, pretty pretty, predictable down on the line. Metcalf's a guy that we won't talk about. We'll just skip over him. Um, Weege, what about JGR, your JGR lunch? What'd you learn? What'd you find out?
1: Uh, worst outdoor of the year. Uh, that's, what, that's what J-Bone said yesterday over uh, pork stuffed with mushroom and uh, some cheesy mashed potatoes on the side and a salad. And uh, you know what? I think that was somewhat of the victim of it. Like Millsaps was nowhere off the start. And I think that's kind of the deal on that track. Like, you're just not going to go from 12th to third, you know, and really right. have a chance to even mix it up. Because it, it looked like at high point in Texas that he, kind of like a lessie might be able to threaten those top three at least. But if you start 12th and they start 1, 2, 3, 4, which has been odd. A lot of the motos this year, those guys have been there together off the start. So I don't, I don't think it was going to happen. Um, but it's always scary when a guy starts off the year strong and then – you know, has a bad race or two, you know, you start wondering who is coming into the year, you know, fired up and ready and it's going to be a long summer. I, you know, I kind of look at, say, Ricky Dietrich right now, who maybe we'll get to later, but he sure was good early and the last couple motives haven't been quite the same. So you never know.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. i to kind tone
1: that setting. So uh, will Millsaps be back up there? I don't know.
3: What about JB10 return this weekend?
1: Back, at, back this weekend. Walking around in the shop, flip-flops only. Yep. No boot. And you, I, I told you about the dedication, right, during the yeah, injury? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Ra- racing mountain bikes while in a cast. Took the clip off the pedal, went for it. It's big. Um, but you know what's happening over there, and this team isn't keeping secrets about it. You know, they pretty much have room for two riders. They are going after Dungey. Millsaps is riding well. You know, they like Brayton. So <laughs> got a battle on our hands here.
3: Yeah, uh. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get Dungey. I, um, I think they're, you know, the, the not the favorite in my eyes. I mean, Who's the why, why do you think he wouldn't stay, stay at Suzuki? It seems like Ping. He's not. It seems like he's, he's out.
4: You think he's over it?
3: I heard from some people that he's not pumped on that Yoshimura arrangement. Yoshimura is sort of running the team, and uh, he's not pumped on that for whatever reason. Uh, to me the bike is awesome, but I think he looks at it like he's had a few problems and what's going on with that. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, much like any superstar, any sort of sport, you look at the front office, um, and their commitment to winning, and and it could be just total bullshit, but that's what you look at, and you look at, you know, um, who's who, who's you know who's got the commitment here. And I, I don't know if he feels like Suzuki slash Yosh has it. It's just total spitballing on my part. But uh, Mike Webb, great guy. Um, you know, Goose. I'm sure he gets on with Goose well. But I, I, that's just sort of what I get the feeling.
1: Yeah, I, you don't mean personnel-wise. You mean more yeah. like, because I know, for example, if you're Roger DeCoster and you're trying to get Dungy, first thing you'd whisper in the ear is, hey, they're not spending the money they used to to try to win. That's why I had to leave. Yeah. And who knows where else they're trying to cut corners. Right. You know, and
3: I heard, I did hear, some, the, I did hear some, sorry, Weech, I heard some, you know, ticky tack yeah. stuff about hotels weren't paid for um, for extra nights or something. I, and again, who knows how much that's true. But just little shit like that pisses, pisses dudes off, you know?
1: It's kind of a bummer, though, because I, I, I don't see what team he could go to that would be even a lateral move. If an upgrade? I don't know if an upgrade is possible. And,
3: and like we talked about, Ping, that bike is good. If you talk to Chad Reed, yeah. you talk to uh, Tim Ferry, you talk to uh, Jason Thomas, you talk to um, – uh, I'm trying to think of another person I've talked to. That bike is good. They, they all think that that thing is really good. Hmm. But hey. uh, Thanks. That's awesome. Um, uh, Andrew Short. Not uh, not having a fun outdoor season so far, Ping. Um,
4: Nah, you know I was looking at these results like you were talking about how everything it's you know two two four four five five six six. Yeah. There's either a couple things going on. Like I know that Buds Creek start is super unfair. I mean, basically, far left as you can get is better, and then it gets just progressively worse as you go to the right. So maybe it's just the start. Guys lined up where they were, and that's how they came out, and they kind of stayed there, but. If you look through the results, it's like I kind of feel like maybe people are just finding their spot. You know how about mm-hmm. this time of the year, guys kind of you know figure out okay I'm like a fifth place guy, and then somehow or another they usually work their way around fifth place. Is that kind of what? Because look, you know, aside from those top three who are going to mix it up, uh, it's pretty much like yeah,
1: it's uh, yeah, it's about where he belongs. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, I thought Short
3: would be better though.
1: Weege, did you? No, I think what ping means is, like not where you thought you were going to be. Now you're finding out where you are going to be. Um, yeah, this is and that's sort of, the of like yeah, but, their, but, their yeah. dojo right here for the rest of the summer. Right, and that's what I'm saying if you're a Dietrich or a Millsaps maybe who is riding really well, right. that's where you start to wonder, was that guy just above his par for a little bit and he's going to filter back in where he's supposed to be mm-hmm. or could be, should be? Um, well, let me – Something to worry about.
3: Let me ask you this, Ping. Uh, Mister. Uh, the results show everybody where their dojo is going <laughs> to Let me ask you this. Uh, Josh Grant came back. First race back, uh, 8.10. I talked to his mechanic, Gothic Jay. Very happy that Josh did not crash. Um, he looked definitely looked to be winded at the end of the motos. That's probably to be expected. Does does Grant get higher than uh, – does Grant get into an Alessi-Metcalf range at some point?
4: Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going to have to race himself there and right. he's going to be behind all year, but – yeah, I mean, obviously that guy's first race back. He's going to continue to get more fit and more confident. But
3: Do you think, should should we be more excited about Josh Grant coming back? Factory Honda rider? But it seems like, you are you with me on this? There was really no buzz about him coming back.
1: No, nah, but I think the problem is uh, he's been gone for so long. Because the buzz went two directions. There was either no buzz or, hey, you know, we've seen Josh Grant come out of nowhere, come off of injury, and just, Run with Villapoto before, you know, he's kind of, he has kind of in a read way. Like I think every time he lines up, he thinks he should and could beat anybody. Um, but I think this time it's just been too far gone. I mean, if you think about it, he, how many races has he done in two years? You know? Yeah. I I think those injuries have beaten him down a little bit. Yeah. Since that
4: year, what was it? Two years ago when he was on JGR, when he one, he, was, he looked fast. You know, he looked really, really good.
3: Yeah, his Red Bud ride two years ago is
4: epic. So good. Yeah. Oh,
3: he, was, he was on fire. I just think
4: since then he's, had, he's struggled to get the conference back or the speed. He's had not had the speed.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, if you're if – you're I drunk. don't know. He, he's got to do something, though, because there's a guy right there who – what's he going to do at the end of this summer? Let's say he keeps going, you know, 9-10, 8-9-10. What does he do for next year?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised he got a factory Honda ride. To be honest, I was.
1: But I think that wasn't the the word. Supposedly, is that he wanted to get on the team and the the price was right, so to speak, right?
3: Yeah. That, it's so it's so weird because I heard so many different stories about that. Like I heard he's making oh, okay. three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand, and then Reed kind of hinted that he's making a hundred.
1: So well, either way, I mean, it sounds like it's safe to say at least that he was. You know, I'm not going to super leverage here. I'm just going to try to get on the team, rebuild myself, have a good year, and then I'll be back in the driver's seat to make some money. But, unfortunately,
2: yeah.
1: uh, he tore his ACL at round two. So, it's like he already spent his year to try to audition himself. Unfortunately, not going well. Right. right. Actually, Jeff Alessi tore his ACL. Yeah, let's play <laughs> round two. <laughs>
3: um, hey, Weege, who do we got to talk to about these,
1: the hometown listings on the results? Um, MX Sports is pretty, uh, pretty on that. Like if, like they'll change it if they just don't know. You know what and I because mean? Because we have like
3: Barsha. Barsha's from New Jersey, U.S.
1: Yeah, uh, that one I don't understand. Chad
3: Reed is from Australia, Australia. Uh, yeah. Metcalf, Australia, Australia.
1: You know. Well, what now you know. Hey, you know who's repping Larry
4: Ward's old hometown though? Ricky Dietrich. Oh, yeah. Snohomish. Hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's legit. I just like He's to say it. Actually, from there. Homish. Um, Nahomish. Let me figure out who enters that data in, and they will change it. Like, literally, I've seen in the past where I've just told them, they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, duh, Barsha is from Georgia or New York or whatever you want to put. Oh, okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. Data entry. Although it's weird because Metcalf had been from Manum, Australia, for a year and a half. So it went away. And then he moved to Australia, Australia? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just one of those things that kind of –
1: it's like the Mexico City of Australia.
3: Seems like a lot. Of, <laughs> seems like a lot of riders have changed their hometowns in nationals. Uh, Andrew Short is now Colorado Springs. He was Texas. You know, Obviously, we know he's from Colorado, but there seems to be a concerted effort by somebody at the MX Sports Office to change the riders' yeah. uh, hometowns to where they're yeah. really from, which I'm down
1: for. I'm down with it. Tommy Hahn. They got Tommy Hahn from Kansas here, living, who's living in Texas. No, I, well, I, this all started with the frustration over Chad Reed being from Tampa, Florida. And I'm like, you're making the sport look like everyone comes from the same area. You had – everybody was from Florida. And I'm like, no. Chad Reed is from Australia. Ryan is from Minnesota. You know what I mean? It makes the sport look small to think that everyone either is from uh, Murrieta, California or somewhere in Florida. Well, you, know?
3: you need to, to get there – Get the riders, Australian, the, the, the dudes from Australia, get their really towns, where they're from. Yeah. And yeah. then also, uh, Nick Way will not be happy li- being listed from Lansing. That's not going to work. <laughs> now, how did that happen? Because maybe that's where the hospital was from. You know, the hospital is in Lansing because it's sort of De- – DeWitt is right next to Lansing. Um, but let me tell you that I- – I'm surprised he hasn't noticed that yet and made some phone calls or some threats.
1: This sounds like almost a, an, an interview worth having. Like, how do these towns get set? What is it based on? Yeah, Some sort of wow. AMA card? I don't know. We should, Bro, you know well, where it's you usually your where your checks or, get sent to. I heard that too, right? No, well, not, not in this
3: case. I mean, there's no way they're getting sent to Australia. Australia, <laughs> Australia.
4: <laughs> Australia, Australia. Yeah, well, right? I'm just saying that's the way it always worked in the past, so I don't know what's going on now.
3: Let's uh, hold on one second. Okay, we just tried to call Nick Way, but no, no, no go on that. I'd, I'd love to hear his reaction from Lansing. Um, so Weege,
1: get on this. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's our man Dan. I think uh, okay, that's doing data entry. I'll talk to Dan, Dan and, and, Reinhardt. And also, too,
3: how does this go under the radar? How, how does this not get brought up by myself, by you, by anybody that I know? A guy from Russia raced this weekend.
1: I just saw that.
3: Evgeny Mikhailov and it's listed as Maykop City, Russia. 28th, yep. he went 26 27, so he's very legit. You see his sponsor? Yeah, his sponsor, Krayor Meat. <laughs> <laughs> how does this how does this even like not get mentioned or talked about or anything? I felt the same way. Not through the goalie. I mean, yeah, it would be a great TV thing for you, right? We each uh, brought up, hey, we got a <laughs> Crayor
1: meets if Jenny... Well, I'll give you an idea. Like, again, everyone's flexible. They just don't know. Because, for example, I said that uh, one of the... Frederick Norin, the Swedish guy, yeah. got, I don't know what he was, 14th or something <laughs> in a moto. So when I was reading the results, I'm like, hey, one of our visitors from Sweden with another good ride. Right. And then they send me an email. They're like, hey, we didn't know that guy was from Sweden. We need to change his flag on the font." You know, they, they don't know because, again, I, he's listed from, like, Paris, right. California or something like that.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, um, no, he's listed from Sweden on the results, but, yeah, maybe not on, on the sheet that you have. Yeah. Had.
1: No, I swear after round one it was weird. They were listed from Paris. Oh, okay. Both of them. Um, he's yeah. yeah. got yeah. Lee yeah. Colp being Sweden on his thing right here. Yeah. Um,
3: I know uh, lots of times guys from Frederick with a K are na- from Paris, California. From absolutely. Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to talk about uh, fashion chic, it's Paris. Yeah, um, that's O.C. Yeah. So O C. Uh, so O C. My name's Frederick.
1: Yeah. Uh so they, they sent me an email they're like, Is this guy actually from Sweden? And I was like, Yeah, and this other guy, Kale Asperger K-A. is also in yeah. Oregon, yeah. Who
3: I believe broke his wrist this weekend. Uh but uh, uh yeah,
1: um anyways. Russian guy. How did the Russian, Russian guy even get? Russian there? guy who <laughs> There was a Russian guy working with Kevin Johnson last year. I don't know if it's the same rider or the same program, I'm not uh-huh. sure.
3: Yeah. Well, we need to we need to research this. This is a good start, yeah, you know. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah. need to look into this because now we got the guy from uh, Evgeny Borshkov racing the GPS, doing well. Russian Bob. Russian Bob. Russian Bob. And now we got this other Russian, and it's like the Russians are back. It's like Red Dawn all over, you know. So,
4: commie bastards. <laughs> oh.
3: Oh wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're good now. Uh, Christian Craig, ping. Do you have a scoop on that? Do I have a scoop? Wow, just no. Do you have something to tell us about Christian Craig?
4: Oh, Christian Craig. No, he just <laughs> he kind of had a rough weekend. I thought you were talking about Russia. Still, I was like, now, oh, what, "What do you going to do here?"
3: Christian Craig's going to Cold Russia. War's
4: over, pal. <laughs> um, he just had a rough weekend. He didn't get starts that he needed, and uh, and kind of like we talked about, it was tough to pass. He sort of finished where he started every moto. You know, mm-hmm. he um. battled for thirty minutes with the same guy. Um, just didn't make a ton of ground. So uh, I like to see. Al Cajon. He was running with a good yeah. crowd. I mean, like you know, run right there with Dietrich and Mike Brown and you know. Yeah. I like to Weimer see at one point. So
3: I like to see Alcajon, I love that alcajon That's that's history right there. On the hometown. yeah, totally not
4: true though. He's from Menifee. Oh, Jesus oh, anyway. <laughs>
1: Jesus Jesus. What is correct? What is correct? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um,
3: anyone? Well, Dungy says Waconia, Minnesota. Not even the Bell Plain.
1: I thought Bell Plain was it, yeah. yeah. That,
3: Waconia must be the hospital. must be a DeWitt
4: thing.
1: Um, uh, on TV two years ago, they literally went to Dungy's elementary school, and it was Bell Plain Elementary, so I'm having a tough time believing this.
4: Waconia is probably like the suburb where all the Richards live, you know? So he's sort of yeah. played it over after he made his first
1: couple of Oh, million. I see.
4: The,
3: uh, the Muddy Creek Assassin showed up again. Thirteenth kept his national number. Mike Brown, twelve, thirteen. Now, I don't like the national number thing. Um, I don't like keeping your number. I think it's it's lame. But if the Mighty Creek Assassin can get twenty five points and you know be legit, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. I just don't like the one off rides getting nineteenth in a moto and keeping your number.
1: That's all. He said. I asked him about it. He said he is not doing this to keep the number. He's doing it because he wants to race. Right. And Um, You know, et cetera, et cetera. You probably saw Mm -hmm. the his his quote that I put on the racetrack site. So basically, no, I didn't actually. You know, oh yeah, he said, "Hey, I I like. I want to race as many as I can. I still like to do it. Helps me keep my speed up for the other stuff I'm doing." And Mm -hmm. I guess his son. I don't know how old his son is, but his son had never really seen him ride motocross, so he wanted to ride one on the East Coast so his son could come up and watch him to know he actually does this with these. With you know, he races with Reed. So anyway. If he gets the number, he gets the number. I don't think he's out there to get it. I think other riders definitely were or are riding mm-hmm. just to keep the number.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
3: yeah good 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 good, good to see that. Uh Tommy Hahn on fire in the first moto, in fourth, fourth, we or fifth. I think it' was fourth. It
1: was fifth, unless he was right in front of him. he was going after him.
3: Okay, he was going after yeah. Alessi, uh going for fourth, and he took an innocent looking fall. And that was it. He was done for the day. Got a handlebar in his stomach.
1: Yeah. Poop his that pants? That was um,
4: puzzling. No, he didn't poop his pants. <laughs> he didn't? No. no. I mean, it shows his lack of commitment, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If yeah. you're moto, your moto Concepts, um, Chisholm goes 1937. He's struggling. His chain popped off second moto. Han goes down um, and hurts himself. And, and Purcell, well, we all know what went down with Purcell. Uh, It's funny, last year they were doing, Travis Baker was killing it, sort of, you know, for Travis Baker. Sipes and Chisholm, it's just funny how a year later you see how fragile, and and it's not just Moto Concepts, it's any team, just how shit goes wrong.
4: Like Genova trying to drown himself in his hot tub last night.
3: Yeah, for sure Genova, you know, he he probably got the hot tub, the extra deep one, and just laid in it.
4: Dropped a cinder block on his chest.
3: <laughs> he actually <laughs> took the ladies and got them out of the hot tub this time. I said, "Ladies, ladies, I'm not making
4: girls. This isn't going to be pretty. You should leave."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, okay. Anything else about 450 class? Do we want to mention
1: talk about? I talked to um, one of the team managers for a team mm-hmm. about the Tommy Han crash, and he said. My kids have crashed on their bicycles harder than that. Um, and you may or may not have had a French accent when he
2: said that. Yeah,
4: but, you know, sometimes you take a, you know, like the yeah. uh, brake reservoir or something right into a rib. It doesn't take a lot, man. You can either separate them or, you know, fracture yeah. one of them.
3: Then you poop your pants.
4: And then you poop your pants, and then everything is as it should be.
3: Right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTO sports.com Racer RacerX podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial.
0: Thanks for listening to the BTO podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike, or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for 3299, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you.
3: Let's move on to 50 class. Before we get to that, though, Weej. You did it. Oh, I didn't think you would do it. I really seriously, I swear to you, I'm like, there's no way. I told my wife, there's no way he is getting Chupacabra in.
1: Well, um, as we know, we talk about mindset quite a bit on this show, correct? (laughs) We do. Mindset is very big, very big. So my mindset going in was someone's going to make a late race pass or something like that, and I'm going to run it like Chupacabra in the night, just thought he had it, got, caught the guy sleeping, yeah. took his money, took his points, whatever. I thought that was going to materialize when Villapoto stalled in the first moto and Dungey was right there. I was like, come on, Chupacabra, come on, come on, come on, Dungey, make the pass. Because really, I'm only concerned with getting the word in much more than I'm concerned with anything else on these weekends. I'm rooting for riders just to allow me to get this yeah. word in. And then halfway through the 251st moto, it occurred to me, that Blake Baggett is the Chupacabra. He waits till everyone gets tired,
2: mm-hmm.
1: waits till they're sleeping, Wait till the goats, and then just are, yeah. starts mowing them down.
3: Yeah, sucking the blood out of the goats. Yeah,
1: sucking the <laughs> blood of goats. So I, I ran it, called him Chupacabra a couple times, um, and now I'm hoping that this thing has legs. Um, people are really excited. I haven't been able to get in touch with Blake yet, but really, right. does he have a choice? He does. It's a nickname.
3: Much like Nick right. Paluzzi, he doesn't have a choice.
4: Um, I saw Snooky at the gym the other day. He wouldn't even look at me. He's uh, just disgusted with
3: it. He just, yeah, just can't even look. Um, yeah. No, and, and and Weege, maybe you could tell Ping and, and the listeners how you and Emig differ in the notes.
4: What's that? Well, you, well, Weege doesn't have huckabuck in in his no. uh, vernacular.
3: We, Weege told me a funny story. I guess I'll tell Weege you Weege doesn't this. talk
4: about heart rates nearly enough. And, and mindsets. And mindsets. Uh,
3: now, Weech, you told me that you both, you and Fro have sheets of paper in front of you.
1: Oh, oh yes, yes. Right. Yeah, we, you know, we're writing down stuff to help us through the day, pointers, things we're supposed to mention, or, you know, things, ideas we had that we want to get out there. So he has a sheet of paper that says, like, you know, focus, you know, slow Mind down, heart don't brush your points. <laughs> yeah, mindset, heart rate, whatever. He's got all these motivational things to, like, you know, you know, just relax, you know. Oh, let he's the telling himself flow. that. He's telling himself that. Those are from his speech therapist. Oh, I, I actually, it probably legitimately. Yeah, it probably legitimately is. Oh, um, yeah. no, it and is. my sheet, my sheet said, "Chupacabra." <laughs> it's not chupacabra. That's the only thing I write down before these races. It's the only thing that matters.
3: <laughs> and you circled it a few times. You said
1: you I cir- circled it, and I swear in Texas, he saw nozzle circled, and I don't even have any clue why, but he started saying it too. <laughs> Maybe, he picked it up.
3: Maybe what we need to do is have the word for you, Weege, and then have a word that you can make Emig say.
1: <laughs> That's the kind of chemistry we have. Right. We didn't have that it in the huddle. He just picked it up and knew this is what we need. Okay, right. so we're gonna, This is the play we're going to run? So, But so, Chupacabra, he did try it, but it didn't. 32 option on one, on one. Let's get Nozzle in there. So what's funny is, is you get up. <laughs> he tried up, to Chupacabra, but he came up short.
3: You get up. You and Fro get up to go. Eat, the speed producer comes in looking at the notes <laughs> he sees
1: chupacabra and he's just like what well i've had to realize with my with my tweet that the the speed producer does follow me on twitter because we're, we're buddies so i have to never put the word in i can respond to people tweeting about it but i can mm-hmm. never put the word in a tweet or he might start putting two and two together
3: Right, right, yeah. And
1: if we, I say Chupacabra and then tweet five minutes later, I got Chupacabra in its curtain.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we gotta keep it on the down. Nobody listens to this, anyways.
1: No, no. But my point is this: Can we make Chupacabra last and make it a real nickname for Blake Baggett? Can we make this more of a one weekend thing? Well, I,
3: I think I can tell you how the observations is going to go. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, it's really up to you on TV. You know, you can you can help you can help spread the word.
1: You fan ping, you like this? I like it. I,
4: I kind of thought I, he's got this funny resemblance with when he's not wearing a hat. He looks like Benjamin Button. Yep. When the dude's old, but it's probably not a flattering nickname, even though the alliteration is there to match his own name. So I'm down with Chupacabra.
3: Yeah, it's good.
1: So, so that <laughs> Hang brings on. He was wondering. I was wondering why you called him Benjamin Button. So I asked him. I don't know what so one of the races. I said, "Hey, why does Pink call you Benjamin Button?" He's like, "Man, I don't know." So, this is what him and his dad came up with. They thought it was because where most riders start out really fast and get slower, he starts out slower and gets faster. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, not quite as complimentary as what, they maybe thought. Whatever works. <coughs> That's what it was. That's it. Oh.
4: Okay, let's just go with Chupacabra. You're an ugly Mexican little warthog animal that eats people
1: and goats,
3: <laughs> sucks the blood of goats.
1: Um, well, we did at the JGR shop. We did some research, and we found a variety of photos on the Internet. Some are actually pretty scary and intimidating, where you wouldn't mind being that. But you, I guess you're right. Oh, that's was, a nasty-looking little thing. You yeah, know, the well, artist rendering. Hold, that they hold have. on.
3: You, you had this discussion with the JGR guys?
1: Yeah, here's how. Well, here's the great thing about Chupacabra. They were so pumped on the Word that they asked me all about it, and they had no idea why <laughs> I said it. It has taken on a life of its own. They even downloaded, there's a T-Pain app that one of the guys downloaded on his phone for three bucks where it auto-tunes you. Yes, I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. Driving back, because they drove, seven-hour drive back, they made a rap song about Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing why I used it. But they knew on Saturday night that you'd used it? or Yeah, they heard that I'd used Chupacabra in the show. They thought it was such a cool word and cool term, that mm. they started making songs about it. But it wasn't until yesterday that they, that they, the they knew they, they knew what the it was because Ping. Uh, yeah, and I said Ping actually came up with that, and they're like, "Whoa!" So now they want to find a way to help sell this Chupacabra thing as possible. Oh, oh boy! Oh man!
3: Well, so that takes us to the word of um, Colorado, Lakewood, Colorado, and 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 you know you you've done incredible, we, you, you I don't get you,
1: a bye week because of this.
3: No. No, I don't think so. I I would like to nominate, and I'm not saying it's for sure, I'd like to nominate Swamp Donkey. I don't know if that's possible. I didn't think Chupacabra was possible.
4: I knew. If he can do Swamp Donkey, he can do Sperm Whale.
3: (laughs) Here we go with the Sperm
1: Whale. That's what I'm afraid.
3: Yeah. I don't see Sperm Whale happening. I just
1: don't. I can't. It's, well, Steve Hudson was there yesterday We're and asking. I mentioned how Ping's ultimate goal is sperm whale and he came up with some suggestions.
2: Uh-huh.
1: He said maybe it's kind of tough on a supercross not a supercross track, but you know they have obstacles like a dragon's back. He said maybe you could say it's not really <laughs> more it's more shaped more like a sperm whale's back than a dragon's back.
3: Donji <laughs> <G> squeezes my villapoto <laughs> on the sperm whale. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Um, Ping, do you ha- do you have anything any other suggestions?
4: You know, I thought of a really good one.
3: How about milk,
4: milk carton? Too easy? That's easy.
3: Okay. All
4: right. This guy's checked out. He's gone. He needs to be on the back of a milk carton. Ooh.
2: Missing. Yeah. Missing.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. Right. It was easy. I was going to go with that, by the way. I was hoping you wouldn't call it. Damn it. Uh,
4: I was thinking chimichanga for some reason, but then it sounds too much like chupacabra. Right. Right. But How chimichanga about- would sound good coming off of Ouija's mouth, midmoto, Yeah, it would. Um, Maybe later.
3: What about uh, pig roast? Pig roast? Uh,
1: first of all, these are two words. All right. All right. Okay. We are now coming up with turns. <laughs> Soon it'll be sentences. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about uh, if you're just gonna go with uh, with one word? What
4: about Farfik Nugen? Oh man, We're, is Ken Roxon gonna
2: race any anytime soon?
3: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, hmm. This, this is the part where we should have wrote this stuff down before we did the show, but and screw talking about the 250 class.
4: Yeah, just, yeah. Just was, look around your well, surroundings right you. now and say
1: stuff you see.
3: What about yeah, I'm
4: doodle.
1: Yeah, I'll do it. That works. I think that's... Doodle. I think it's strange enough. Right. Where it'll be noticeable. Like, it won't fit in nicely. Ping. Doodle will work.
4: Doodle. Doodle's the word. Cool. Hey, before we move on to the fifty class, should I just ask, has anybody uh, seen Les Smith around? Does he still have the same girlfriend?
3: I've seen him around. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen the girl.
4: No, I haven't seen the girl. No. I
3: think
1: I saw maybe his sister or something, but, I mean, if we saw her, we would know we saw her, right? Oh, yeah. He nearly got a ride because of her. He should
4: never break up with her. I heard they were engaged with this.
3: You're the one paying last, last year ride. as team manager. You're like, hey, 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 you do, Mathis, Mathis, you, you got to check this out. And I'm like, ooh, you know, some scoops, some lines. some You, you got to see less Mrs. chick. <laughs> um, you know, I can see uh, team managers, very busy. Um,
4: I enjoy the finer things when I see them.
3: 250 class, I'm saying. Tyler Rattray, 2-1, Team Wilson 1-3, Barsha 6-2. First off, right off the bat, uh, I don't know, Ping, how much you heard, but Weege, did you hear the whole Barsha doesn't have mono, they're full of shit thing?
1: Yeah, Bates actually reported that. Um, oh, Bates I actually think he reported that? that before he had a good moto. They didn't believe it. Before then, he really, now they must really not believe it.
3: I just hate that. I mean why, why, I mean, why would someone make that up? Why would he skip he skipped the second practice session, and according to his team owner, he's going to be doing that the rest of the season as long as it works out, to rest. Uh, why, why, why say that?
1: That does get me mad, too, because we are always pushing the riders to stop with this stupid game of I'm hurt, but I'm not going to tell anybody.
3: Right, right, you know, right.
1: And then a guy goes out there and does the right thing. He just tells the truth. No mind games. This is just the truth. And then now he gets questioned. So it just means the future generation won't tell you again.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, props to the kid for, for riding through it. We'll see how he does. He's been yeah. off. He's been off this year. There's no doubt about it. He's not the Barsha that we thought we'd see. He's been good,
4: but just not, you know. Has yeah, no and bro- you know, either way, I, I see a, a Brotocross blog coming out here about this one real soon. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Just saying. All right.
3: Uh, Tyler Rattray, just solid, solid guy, uh, solid race. He had Barcia on him in the he had Barcia on him in the second moto like he was on Wilson in the first, and it just seems like Wilson just, I mean, he won three. He Doesn't really speak of inconsistency, but he just uh, it doesn't make it easy on himself, huh, Weej?
1: Well, in we're, the uh, Redux column, which I believe is being posted on the Racetrack site as we speak, I was saying that to me, like Rattray's kind of the read. And Baggett's kind of the Villapoto, and Wilson's kind of the Dungy where they're clearly riding as well as the guys who are winning the races. They're just not winning the races, and it's just, you know, whatever, weird, weird stuff. You know, Wilson crashed at the least opportune time, leading the first moto last week, and mm-hmm. got a bad start in this one. And I'm telling you, man, the stories are just how many, all four motos, there was a situation where, you know, guys couldn't move forward. Or a guy in second was right in the leader and couldn't figure out a way to get by. Like, I think that's just reality on that track. So, yeah, he <clears> – <throat> I think he started like fourth or fifth, and he said he got passed by a few guys in the first few turns, and then he was like eighth, and that's all she wrote.
3: Yeah, it doesn't take much in that class to, uh, you know, to be behind early. Um, uh, I, I don't think either of you guys will, will – will, both of you guys will be on my side about this. But, you know, there's there, there's some people that were saying on, uh, on the message boards that uh, – um, you know, a guy like Tyler Rattray shouldn't be in the class. Uh, he's too old. He's a former world champion. You know, he's got a, a wife and kids, and he's racing against literally kids. Uh, I don't buy that, though. Y- either of you two say that? I mean, to me, the outdoor, the, I, have a, um, I have a beef in Supercross about some of these guys. Not Rattray because he never rode Supercross, but I don't like the Langstons and the Dowds and that racing Supercross, but I don't have a problem in Nationals.
4: Same Hanny, how about that?
3: Hanny, I don't, yeah, I'm not a fan of that, but...
4: Well, national, you know, national motocross is not... Right. 125 class or 250 class now is not a stepping stone class. It's exactly. It's its own class. Right. Supercross is set up to be more of a regional, um, get your wet type of thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even always work that way. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's no, anybody could ride the 250 class, you know?
3: Right, right, yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, um, but Rattray is going to be somebody that's just going to be there all summer, how we each. There's just, I mean, there's, you're not going to see spectacular crashes. He will get nope. a 3-4 four, or 4-2 four, yep. or something. Um, but he'll just be there all summer,
2: won't
1: he? Yeah, I know that uh, after Hangtown, and I'm still mad about this, uh, I took a lot of heat for bagging on Chad Reed and saying he doesn't have what it takes, and I probably should, I, I guess I, what I say he should retire, I'm not really even sure. Um, but I feel like in act. That class, I said, hey, mm-hmm. if Reed doesn't have an illness like he had last summer, I don't see any reason why he can't run with Dungy. So the X factor is Villapoto. Is Villapoto going to be way faster than these guys, or are they going to be on him? I think that's pretty much the way it's looked so far. I think mm-hmm. that's still the question. And in the other class, I said it was going to be Rattray against whichever kid catches fire. And if that kid catches fire, he'll probably be faster than Rattray, but can he do it consistently? Now, I screwed up because I thought Tomac would be the guy. Mm-hmm. Instead of it. For Wilson, but that's the battle. Like, will they screw it up? Like, they're they're probably going to be faster than Rattray often. Mm -hmm. But will they screw it up or not? Mm -hmm. I think that's the way it's playing out. Rattray is always going to be there.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, And and Baggett went 7-7. But if you were there, he did nothing to make you think that, you know, that he wasn't going to be, you know, one of the top three guys.
1: Well, no. Okay, so that's – unfortunately, I'm in the TV booth and we're – we're trying to focus on him because we know the charge is probably coming, but at the same time, you're watching the battle for the lead. You're watching the whole track, right? Yeah. yeah. So was he about to do it, and then he just made a mistake in, in the first motor, or what? Yeah, he like, just went off the track. What you he, think he did still have that magic?
3: Well, because he was coming through. His lap times were lower than the dudes in front I of him. See. Or they were matching So just him. like the other weeks, basically. Yeah, exactly. He was about to. Okay. Exactly. He was going to strike as like a chupacabra.
1: Chupacabra. I wasn't questioning you. I was just... Using, I was being a journalist asking a source.
3: Ah, okay, yeah. 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 Um, hey, uh, how was the pep talk with Jason Anderson this week? It didn't seem to work. Well,
1: um, no, this was his worst race of the year, and it was a bad sign when now his trainer, Randy Lawrence, is answering the question for him. Hmm. Uh oh.
3: Yeah. You <sighs> we'll know, lose me, to that level. I'm, I meant to get with his team manager and find out what happened. He was fifth or sixth in the second moto, I believe.
1: Yeah, just whatever, 39, 37, the results. Yeah, he wasn't – he was racing in the motos. I don't know what happened at the end. Yeah. Bad, in- bad deal if you're him, right? Yeah, so I saw him, and uh, when I pulled in on Saturday morning in the rental car, he and R.L. were pulling in right next to me. So
2: uh-huh.
1: I said, is it on? And this time R.L. handled it. Ah. Uh, because he – And he, said – He was like, hey, R.L., I, I,
3: I really I, – I, I like your training techniques, but I really need you to fend off these guys that keep asking me if it's on.
2: <laughs>
1: No, I did talk to I think I think r l gave me the same cursory. we sure hope so type of thing uh-huh um, but I did talk to team manager Dave Gallen for a while, which I think you did the previous week. I always
3: try to talk to Dave Gowan, but not about really uh, about rock star Suzuki or two thousand eleven season at all. What are you talking about? I talked to him about when he worked for rollerball for two glorious years
1: <laughs> anyway he his theory, and no one knows for sure, but he thinks that. Anderson was you know there, like barsha tomac age, and battling those guys, and he thinks maybe the fact that those guys left early and he was kind of on his own and thought, okay, what I'm doing is good enough because I'm winning all these races while they were off in the pros, you know getting better, 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 better that now Anderson had an easy year, basically, his last amateur year, and didn't come in knowing what it really was going to take That's so so <clears> thrown out there
3: ping as the, as the only guy on the the phone here, Who's who used to be a team manager, Uh taking into account, you know, his teammate had a career-ending injury uh, at the same race that you were at and taking into account how this, this outdoor season is going just, just to poop. Let me actually see. Does he have – he's got 37 points.
4: It's bad. Yeah, I mean, so, 37 okay. points after this many rounds. So
3: do you, do you keep him? Do you give him another shot?
4: Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to be with him every day and actually, you know, he says – during the week, he's ripping and gets to the races on the weekend. and can't put it together. But
2: mm-hmm.
4: if that's the case, maybe if his, it, if his speed is there, if he can go out and ride and you know really be fast during the week. Um, maybe maybe give him another chance. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. nerves or or mindset. <laughs> yeah, long it, it, using that it, term, it, but it, it would if, suck for I him. don't know, man. Like yeah. if you're just looking at results. If you're if you're a manager going okay, I need a guy, and you're flipping through results, he doesn't even he's not even on your radar.
3: Yeah, it does suck for a kid to come out uh, highly touted like that and have one and done. You know, but we had a guy on the Pulp of Mech show last night, Darren Durham, who said he got one shot with Star. He thought he did pretty good. He had another year in his contract, and then he's not really sure what happened. But he was he was canned. <laughs> so you know, he's kind of blind. You know, just one and done. And then it takes, and then the strong sort of come to the top, but many times you'll never hear from the kid again. So,
1: well, one thing that I've heard, uh, a different theory I've heard is I heard some people say, well, look at the situation he's in. Like, look at the rest of the results that everyone else on that team has had. How much do you put on him and how much do you put on, you know, Dean Wilson comes out and gets on Pro Circuit, you know, and it's just such a massive shot in the arm of confidence or whatever they do over there. Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat>
3: I know what you're saying, know. but like Ping yeah. said last week, that bike is good. That bike I think right. stacks up to you know, I mean, maybe it's not quite where it needs quite as good as a Geico or a PC. It's bike. better
4: than what Darren Durham's riding. <laughs> I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> He's leading nationals. So Right,
3: yeah. So I mean I I mean, to me, if you have the bike, the bike uh is the key in that class. And if you have it, there's no excuses. And I think Anderson has it, you know? So mm-hmm. Uh, To me, that's, I mean, uh, Davalos, Davalos is doing what Davalos does, 10-10, you know. That's not a surprise. right? Paluzzi, he's he's struggling a bit. Paluzzi's struggling a bit, but he just got on the team, you know. Um, Anderson's the one that's been there all year and, you know, was highly touted as coming out of the amateurs, and we've seen what other amateurs could do. So um, let's let's move on from there. Star Racing went 4-4. Unfortunately... Cunningham went fourth, one moto, and Swanepoel went fourth, the second moto. Um, But two two good rides. Odette was even up there in the second moto for a while before getting really tired. So um, Star racing, had not a bad day. Brock Tickle, third in the first moto. Good to see.
1: Isn't it strange, though, that Tickle keeps talking about, like, slow building blocks? Like, why did he come into outdoors thinking that, you know, Starting the year off, getting some top fives, and then maybe some podiums would be good. Like mm-hmm. that's the level that he, that's the level he's on. Like why wouldn't he expect to be winning right
3: off
4: the bat?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that uh, weird? I think I he that weird. Like, that he's
4: like we talked him. about, though, he focused so much on Supercross. I mean, he, I think he knew when he would go out to you know that, that that couple of weeks before Hangtown, you go out to the test track with your teammates, and they're like faster than you. You know, all you know, three or four. You know, it's like
2: mm-hmm.
4: you go, okay. Well, I'm probably not going to win right away because, you know, you, you you can only lie to yourself so much. So I think he was just trying to be realistic, knowing he had really kept his focus on Supercross. Uh, you know, right up until Vegas. So
2: mm-hmm.
4: I think it was good. You know, if you go, okay, I'm winning. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, take this momentum and go win Hangtown. And then you just get stomped. Yeah, he that's he, harder to take. than, all right, if I can get a fist here, and then you know, then work on a podium, and then. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I talked to him after the race. Oh, he, said, he, he said that uh, his third was reassuring because he felt like he was, was in control and riding strong and could totally handle that pace. And, and that was reassuring to him. And he also said that if he had not won the Supercross title, he feels like Mitch would be very angry at him. But he has a bit of a <laughs> grace period because he has this title. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> probably true, though, to a point, you know. Um, sure, sure. Uh, Malcolm Stewart was pretty good, second moto, sixteen getting, six. Getting getting a little better. Yeah,
1: finishing, like, that's a pretty dramatic improvement. You know, it's easy for, to say, hey, just slow down a little bit and finish, but it usually doesn't mm-hmm. happen and change that quickly. But, I mean, we're talking four races, and he's figured that part out. Right. He was consistent at high point, too. Right. Um,
4: hey, do you guys think it, it helps or hurts him being James' brother?
1: I think
3: it helps him.
4: I mean, it, I'm it talking both. about from, a you know, a team manager's perspective. If you're looking at getting a ride or getting a better ride. Aside from being hired by your brother, if that ends up happening, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Like, do people look at me go, well, you know, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's a good I point. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but I, I think you're right. I think it might make people question it a little bit. Like, what what are we involved in here? And I don't mean that, like, what are we involved in This is terrible, but just, like, what does it mean? Like, there's so much going on yeah you know in their camp so to speak and now your guys part of that
3: i feel like I stewart know. is reaching the point where he's sort of like michael jackson wow. wow does anybody does anybody see
1: that wow you better explain you better well, better clarify that uh, yeah you really better clarify that uh, that kid staying at his house what are you talking
3: about no none of that i feel like we don't know what's going on in in his kingdom we hear stuff there's whispers <laughs> Uh, we, and i don't mean anything to do with little boys. I just mean like, do we really know what he's doing? The outdoor thing we weren't sure about then he says he he 's not ready, but he may do some more there's whispers that he's coming back, then you hear he's not he's not doing a lot of interviews he's not doing a lot of a lot of stuff uh you hear stuff you, it feels like and you and you don't know who's making it up and where it's coming from and what the angle is and who who likes him and who doesn't, and how much you should believe. Do you know what I mean?
4: I feel like with Reed – right, so- we're just, we're so just, for sure, we have to start calling his place down there the Neverland Ranch, then, right? I don't that's know. That's got to be that's yeah. got to stick just as much as Chupacabra here with Baggett. J-
1: J- am I am I right or not? We, am I am uh, I right you, or not? No, no. I think I think that speaks to what Ping was saying at first. Like if you're a team, it's just <laughs> what we don't really know what this what we're getting involved with here, and I, I, it's hard for me to say that without saying without making it sound like a super. Like, we think we're getting involved in a negative situation. I think they just don't know what. Right. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Obviously, it would be good. They got a good compound. He'd obviously have a fast rider to ride with. You know, things like that are good. But I think there's just so much mystery there right now.
3: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, with with, yeah. with Michael Jackson, you just never really knew what was going on. Like, what's he doing? You know? Um, I mean, that's not a perfect analogy. But I just feel like, like, you know, you hear people tell you at the races, hey, JS is doing this, and, and he's... Said, right. Said, right. And, and you're like, okay, what's this person's motive? How do they know? Who are they? Do they like James? Do they not like James? Should I believe this? Should I not? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and a lot of the stuff you hear right now is not positive because that's kind of the, the position he's in right now. He's right. not racing outdoors. He, he didn't do well in Supercross. So you're just hearing, you know, it's kind of like a pile-on yeah. situation. So you right. don't even know if you should take yeah. that. Yeah. Seriously, but if you're a team, you might you might say, "Man, I don't know if I want a rider who's involved with that because it sounds bad. It might not even be that bad, but right now it's a yeah. pile-on James Stewart time." So yeah.
3: there is there Let's is a certain rider way. who's on his way to California today. Oh yeah, to start riding a little bit, start seeing what's up, start testing that machine. So. What
1: is that for? Is that only for supercross, or is this an indication that they're trying to
3: build uh, a motocross bike? You know what? Strangely enough, I never asked. You'd think I would, and I've kind of kicking myself right now for not asking. Um, That's not an obvious
1: question? Yeah,
3: thank you. Thank you. It is. It is. No, it's <laughs> uh, the journalist in me that is awesome, clearly. I want to talk more about Bud's Creek 2003 with him and Summercross. Well,
1: here's my question. If you're Camp Stewart, aren't you, uh, aren't you worried about the media connection that Tim Ferry brings?
3: I would think for sure you would be. We I know, would be. We know how that works. Yeah, and we'll see if, if if the old one five starts getting weird with me. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, I'll call him out. I'll be like, "You're being weird." So, uh, we'll see. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just want to know if when they were making this hiring decision for Ferry, if your name was brought up. That would be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a good. He's a good test rider. Good guy. Works hard. But he's friends with Steve Mathis. Like, I want to know if that uh, was.
3: <laughs> I just I texted Nick Way when we called him. And he just responded. I said, Hey, trying to get you on this podcast to explain this Lansing birthplace. He goes, I'm writing. Clearly, they messed up. I'm from DeWitt. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so I guess, you know, everybody knows that. This is the way it is.
4: Everyone knows that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly, right? Um, but we should get that changed.
1: Why, get. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to tell Dan. I think we said said that to get the guy.
3: If you, if you change nobody else.
1: Yeah, Lansing, that. come on.
3: Right. Um, oh, and Gareth Swannapol from South Africa, South Africa.
2: <laughs>
4: Does anybody else find it weird how many good riders are coming out of South Africa? You know what a tiny little crap hole of a country that is? Really?
3: Um, yeah, I guess. I'm sure we got some listeners right now who aren't too happy that you just said that. Well,
4: I'm just saying, for the most part, it's really, you know, I don't well, know. I don't hear a lot of good things about it.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I can go you, on. You, you...
4: can sit down and sit down and get likes and into a, a discussion about, and maybe not him so much as his dad, but you know, apart that and how everything went sideways after that.
3: Well, w- would you like me to hear? Would you like to hear twenty minutes on Canadian riders right now? Because I'll give it to you. I got it.
4: Well, there's no, there's a South African who's leading the championship. You know, we've had two South African champions in the past decade. Swanepoel was what is he eighth overall or? Sixth overall.
3: Yeah, yeah, eighth I think, or something. Yeah, he's doing well. Swanepoel is doing pretty good.
4: I'm just saying, like, yeah, no. Canada's a bigger country. Why don't we have more Canadians? was the last Canadian champion we had?
3: Here I go. Here I go. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to subject everybody to that. Um, <clears throat> no, and then there's a South African kid that came over and rode the Canadian nationals. Speaking of Canada, the last three years, and he won a bunch of races.
4: Oh yeah, what's his name? I remember that
3: kid. Karim Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, I thought he was uh, Scottish. No, that was Liam O'Farrell. You thought thought it was
4: Liam O'Farrell. Well, how do you not think Liam O'Farrell is is Irish? Irish
3: or Scottish? He's South African. Yeah. No, wait. Is he? I think he was. Yeah, he is. He's South African, Liam O'Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, how do you not think he's uh, Irish, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Anything else, Weege? 250 class? Um, no. However, I do have something left over from High Point, which uh, I got cut off last week. Yeah, um, that's right. You did. I, I told you this story, Steve, but I think Payne would appreciate it, too. so I'm going to put it on here. Sunday morning, uh, I'm at the hotel in uh, Mount Morris or in Morgantown, and I'm down there getting breakfast, and there's these two girls that are at the races all the time. They work, I think, for John Ayers. They do various stuff. They sell T-shirts I or bet, put up banners or clean up the media area. Okay, so these two girls are around, and... Uh, they're both pretty cute, you know. So, you know, they're probably at the races, and dudes are probably hitting on them all the time. The one girl has booty shorts that would normally say, like, juicy or whatever. mm hmm <laughs> <laughs> No, they don't. Yes, they said she had Stroopaloop booty shorts
2: on.
1: <laughs> He's not at the races. Hasn't been at the races for a while. Yep. I don't even know. Is there an Austin Stroop gear line? Like, is Col- there a casual line or a loop? I believe
3: that that company, Pink, the Chico- they came out with a Stroopaloop line.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, that is classic. Yeah, you're just like, okay, how does this work? You're, you're, you're internationals. You're working the national. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, have, we should ask him. We should ask Stroop. He probably said is, that-
4: is he still tweeting? I feel like I haven't seen any good tweets.
3: I haven't – no, he hasn't – I haven't been for a while. The last one I thought I saw was um, doing that thing with the high tops. That's the last I heard. <laughs> maybe, he's still, maybe he's still doing it. Um, uh, hey, Ping, uh, the TLD guys, Seely Baker, uh, what, what's going on? Seely did not have a good day.
4: No, Seely struggled. Um, there wasn't really an answer for that when I checked in with him.
3: Yeah, wasn't a whole lot there.
4: It just was like, he just had a rough day. He stalled at one moto, and mm-hmm. yeah, it just wasn't good. Um, and Baker actually had a decent moto. He was 11th in moto one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's not bad. You know, I, I still think he's not showing what he's got a little bit, but in um, the second moto, he had just a fourth mechanical, this, something with his coil.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: and so, yeah, yeah, he just, it just you know rolled to a stop, back in the back, and that was it.
3: Uh, Lance Vincent's not doing as good as I thought at Weege on the Geico bike. So he's
1: struggling a bit. Um, you know he started out good, um, and it's kind of same thing with let Smith. And I talked to Jay Bone about that at JGR yesterday, and he said usually those replacement riders come in, they're fired up, there's no pressure, and they do really well at first, and then it all starts to catch up with them, like the reality that you know their whole life is on the line with this ride, and how mm-hmm. long is it going to last, and yeah. Usually the pressure starts making him go downhill, and I think for both him and Smith, the results have tailed off a little bit.
3: Yeah, no, maybe maybe that's so. Um, if you're Geico, why, Gant? Are you worried about Eli Tomac? Five-five, uh, certainly. You know, I'd like to go five-five at a U.S. Ah, National, but
1: I know, but it's not what anyone. I say, I'd say this weekend's make or break. He doesn't have a good one in, at his home race in Colorado. Then it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone going into the year thought he's not going to be on the pace of Wilson. Rattray, Baggett. Yeah, like, yeah, you, not right
3: now. He, he's not. He, he, you know, you'd think he would be right in there, maybe leading, maybe, you know, but, yeah, he hasn't right. been a factor. If you're, if you're Mitch Payton, you're just, I mean, once again, you're just giggling like crazy, Rattray, Wilson, Baggett. You've got everybody covered once again.
1: Yeah, and Baggett, I mean, um, Tomac actually had the fastest lap of the first moto, but he also got passed and left by Durham, who's, like, once again – as, as uh, the guy who owns the bike shop that sponsors Durham said, these guys got more money in their fork than we got in the whole back, okay? <laughs> so, Durham's making it happen anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I asked Durham last night, I said, so did your did your front fork break in a crash, or did it break and you crashed because of that? And he wasn't really sure. He thinks it broke, and then Matt made him crash. The lugs broke off the forks, Ping, the, the front brake Ooh. lugs. And then I said, well, how does that happen? He's like, well, it's a two- or three-year-old kit fork, and it's got a lot of time on it. So, yeah, that was ugly. Life
4: of a privateer. Yeah, really, huh? Uh, When I was a Suzuki privateer, we used to beg, borrow, and steal uh, old, you know, ignitions. Because back then, factory Suzuki had, like, these awesome ignitions. They were called B2 ignitions. Do you remember those, Mathis? Remember those days? No. And the H-pipe or the H-2 pipe, you remember that? Anybody? Nobody? No.
3: Anyway, no. we would
4: uh, – I used to go bump parts, and the ignitions would go bad on you. But it was worth it when they didn't because they were so good.
3: Because they were so good. Yeah, you could just live with it. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. All right. Anything else? I got to go. It's noon. I got a conference call on TV so I yep. can try to figure out how to plan where um, – What Doodle. is it? What's Doodle. 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 Once I, again, got... we would like – Dumps us for a better deal
3: Yeah, yeah, he
1: does Oh yeah, our um, chick just walked in, guys
3: uh, Btosports.com, RacerX Podcast Bud's Creek Wrap Up uh, We'll see you guys next week Thank you, Ping Thank you, Weege, for, uh, for coming on once again and, and, uh, and yeah, good times
0: Doodle Doodle, Doodle. This has been the RacerX Podcast With Steve Mathis search pulp mx in the itunes store to enjoy the more than 250 episode archive including the classics collection where it all began